Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donneron Monologue podcast. I am, as always, your solo host for these monologues, Bo. Before we get into uh, our continuation of Tetsuya Nomura today with one of his most iconic pieces of work, Final Fantasy VII, I do want to thank our sponsor, Ashley Luann K. She can be followed on Instagram at The Minnesota Nurse. Check her out for some cool nursing-related content and even a few uh, fun little events and stuff along the way. Guys, Final Fantasy VII is one of the most important games in video game history. It's important for how it revolutionized the JRPG. It is important as the first JRPG to take full advantage of the capabilities of the... what it wasn't very young at the time. It was about two years old, but the, the PlayStation. The uh, other JRPGs that were released for the PlayStation at the time were really just kind of slightly better play uh, Super Nintendo JRPGs, but Final Fantasy VII showed us what this system was capable of, and that would become a staple of the Final Fantasy series from then on out. It is the first Final Fantasy of the Nomura era, uh, which now has more games in it than the Yoshitaka Amanu era. And uh, speaking of that, I think the most important thing to talk about with Tetsuya Nomura and Final Fantasy VII is he actually replaced his hero, Yoshitaka Amano for this game. That's incredible. That that right there just floors me. Um, now it is not a replaced as in they told Amano you're fired. Tetsuya Nomura gets your place. Amano was extremely busy and he was always a freelance artist. He he was not a SquareSoft employee. He was he was contracted to design these characters and stuff. And he still did sketches and stuff, even of Nomura's character designs. But uh, Tetsuya Nomura designed uh, was the chief character designer for this game. And I, I, again, this is where we could sort of explore uh, just how anything that, so people find it odd. Because on Final Fantasies where Tetsuya Nomura did the character design, he is billed very highly up. In fact, if you buy the Final Fantasy X remake, um, the HD remaster, not the remake, but the HD remasters for uh, current gen systems, I beg your pardon, one of the things you're going to notice on your, on your splash screen where you pick which, Final Fantasy X game you or movie or whatever you want to enjoy. At the bottom, it says character design Tetsuya Nomura, and everyone's like, why is he so important? It's because you don't understand the role he's actually playing in these games. Yes, his title is character designer, but he had so much more influence than that. Part of his uh, influence at Squaresoft when he started uh, as chief character designer for the Final Fantasy series is uh, he had impressed Hironobu Sakaguchi and Yoshinori uh, Katase so much that they were kind of his boy. Like, you know, uh, Tetsu was, uh, as his friends call him, was very well known around the office as an idea man. He was an extreme, and he always earned his position. He didn't, he legitimately impressed people above him that gave and that gave him more and more uh, creative power over these games. It wasn't that they just took a chance on him or he charmed his way in. Um, and so when he became chief character designer of Final Fantasy VII, he did a lot, so no one told him what the design really he designed them and then the story guys took that and ran um so and he named them too so cloud strife tifa lockhart these are his characters he sketched them out he still used the super deformed style that had been uh that had been used before but he had his own nomura style as well that uh that nomura style would appear in the battle scenes in final fantasy 7 and in the uh fmv cutscenes so he really put his heart and soul into these characters. He made some excellent characters, and he even had an influence over the story. He didn't fully write the character backgrounds for Final Fantasy VII. That's not entirely true, but he did have influence on them, and he influenced what their personalities would be like 
So when he designed these characters, he designed almost everything about them. He didn't fully write backgrounds until the next game. But uh, so he also came up with the limit break system. That was his idea to sort of revolutionize battle and make it a bit more different than Final Fantasy VI because the very difficult position that everyone who worked on Final Fantasy VII had was outdoing Final Fantasy VI. And if you notice, there is a schism in Final Fantasy fans. Almost all of them say seven was their favorite or six was their favorite. And the the cutoff from Super Nintendo to the PlayStation era is the biggest cutoff in Final Fantasy series. We've never experienced another one like that since. So uh, Final Fantasy VII gets a lot of criticism, and it's because of Nomura's influence, because Nomura's influence was what helped it leave the traditional fantasy setting, which Final Fantasy VI already did. That was sort of a second Industrial Revolution-style world. Uh, but Final Fantasy VII is almost uh, almost cyberpunk in, in, in its setting. It's very dystopian with Midgar, but there's also beautiful, humble towns like Calm and Nibelheim. And uh, this there's a lot of darkness in this game, but that's sort of what Nomura wanted to express at the time. And again, I know that he was not chief of this uh, creative endeavor, but he had a lot of influence over it. So a lot of what we're going to see in these designs of this world and his characters is a very punk aesthetic. Nomura loves jackets. He loves zippers. He loves baggy pants. He loves big boots, things of that nature. Even Aerith, the uh, the free-spirited, uh, pretty character, is wearing combat <laughs> Um, and uh, the zippers wouldn't get truly ridiculous until uh, Kingdom Hearts. There's zippers everywhere in Kingdom Hearts. But um, so in, in Final Fantasy VII, he designed every single one of these characters. And I just want to discuss a smattering of the characters just to sort of get things through real quick. And of course, the first character we need to talk about, a character that he is strong, that Nomura is strongly uh, associated with is uh, Cloud Strife. I'm not going to say that Cloud Strife is his favorite Final Fantasy character that he's ever designed, but he was probably one of the first ones that he was super proud of, I would guess. Uh, Cloud Strife is known nowadays as The Wolf. Uh, in fact, um, on his Twitter, which he's very inactive on, Tetsuya Mira is not a big Twitter guy. He would much rather let his work speak for him than to speak directly to the mass masses. But he did release a sketch on his Twitter one time called The Wolf and the Lion, which was... Uh, Cloud and Squall from the next game, Final Fantasy VIII, standing back to back. So we have uh, Cloud Strife, and he's the main character. He's he's brooding, and he has a very sketchy past because, as we find out, he doesn't fully remember it, and it might not be his that he's remembering. And this leads to another character, Zach Fair, and we'll get into Zach a, a lot later. But um, so we have this, so we have this protagonist that isn't really that likable in the beginning of the game and we sort of learn to like him whereas in other jrpgs we are given someone that we're just immediately going to uh just fall in love with or someone that will go from, come from the yuji hori school of design of character design where um it's someone that is that that's a blank slate that we could literally inject our personality onto so um with cloud to complement that sort of scattered past we have tifa lockhart who was cloud's childhood friend we're going to find out a lot more about that later in the game, but for now, Tifa sort of grounds Cloud in reality. Tifa is a sort of more... She's almost Cloud's conscious in the beginning of the game. She influences him to do the right thing and leads him to doing the right thing and things of that nature. Her along with Aerith. Now, both of them acting as sort of a conscious, sort of a prodding, putting a personality on Cloud 
that sort of forms the love triangle that the uh, developers were going so strongly for. And it's a very well done love triangle. In fact, the American translation has led a lot of fans to, for a long time, debate whether Cloud loved Tifa or he loved Aerith. Um, Aerith Gainsborough is another character we need to talk about. Uh, she's a free spirit in contrast to Cloud's hyper-pragmatism. Um, she sort of gets him to step out of his shell, to try new things, not to not to be so head-on, sort of to be more of a uh, fuller person. And um, it's something I want to bring up before we go any further. Yes, it does sound like these women were designed just to influence the main character. And in the original game... That's probably true. These characters, these these female characters, are made just to make a male character more complete, and that does suck. That does. It was 1997, but I think by the time we get to the remake, uh, Tetsuya Nomura was smart was smart and savvy enough to see that that is not 100% acceptable. We don't. That's not. We don't want that. And he made more complete characters. But for the meantime, working within the confines of the culture of 1997 i think he still even though that was the point to these two characters i i still and i want to believe i can't say this but i want to believe that had more to do with the fact that he's the main character of this video game and he is the player and so they're sort of helping piece the story together through that way but it is a criticism i can't fully dismiss uh not in good conscience but so we have this uh, very, and uh, as a child, I would debate, I would participate in these, which one did Cloud really love? But I think as an adult, it's clear to see in the original game that he actually loved both of them because we know by the time we're adults that life isn't always so simple. And I think Final Fantasy VII was more in tune with showing us that relationships aren't so simple uh, at a time when this would have been unheard of in a JRPG to do that. Uh, normally... Um, that's the that's the chick that was born under the mysterious sign that has a talking animal following her everywhere. That's the love interest of the game. But I think Final Fantasy VII, in, uh, one of the goals of Final Fantasy VII was to make a much more mature Final Fantasy. And so that was uh, that was one of the ways they conveyed that, was making a very, um, a very messy love, not messy, but you know what I mean, a very complicated love triangle. And also, to complicate things even further, Aerith, a main character in this game, dies she dies and Tetsuya Nomura was very influential in making that creative decision he was he was directly he was directly responsible for saying he wasn't the one that wanted to explore the death of a main character originally I don't think I think that was the game's uh director uh the overall director but uh, Tetsuya Nomura absolutely was uh directly influential in saying Aerith and that that is still one of the most iconic scenes in a video game ever period um, and it, it certainly, it shocked the players because we were leveling her up. Everything said she was going to be around forever. We were buying her equipment, that sort of thing. We had a lot more game to go. This was the first disc. We had plenty of game to go. And then that happened and it just sort of rocks your entire world. You, I mean, you're just absolutely flabbergasted. And, uh, I think that's one of the ways he really showed us, um, a lot of his chops as a creator. And uh, one last character I want to talk about that he designed for this game, uh, Sephiroth, the most iconic Final Fantasy villain ever. I'm sorry. I know a lot of old schoolers want to say it's Kefka. I think Sephiroth is far more popular and recognizable. And Sephiroth is a great villain, in my opinion, because uh, one thing I love about JRPGs, they don't bother a lot of times with a relatable villain. I think the relatable villain, I think the MCU... um, approach of making the villain to where is he the bad guy i I think that's lame because in real life uh villains aren't relatable i don't relate to adolf hitler at all and he was a very 
very real villain. I don't relate to the uh, the leaders of the Confederacy at all. They were very real villains. Um, I, I don't. These aren't relatable people. These are power hungry, megalomaniacal people. And so with Sephiroth, they don't. They, they, they don't dance around the fact that he's a madman, much like uh, Kefka before him. But Kefka uh, actually had sort of an almost sad story in how he became a madman. And Sephiroth does too. It's not that we can't feel bad for these people because there should be some sort of uh, sympathy for these villains because that makes it all the more better that they're so wicked and vile. But Sephiroth, um, it's his direct connection with cloud that makes him so distinct it's not really his goal his goal yeah sure but they didn't they didn't make it personal with us by making him relatable they made it personal for us by making it relatable to the main character he is a huge in he is a huge part of cloud's life a huge one everything about cloud we'll find out later literally everything about cloud is because of sephiroth and that connection, that influence that Sephiroth has over him, whether it's negative or positive, which it's overwhelmingly negative, but there's a little bit of positive there t- too. Um, Sephiroth was Cloud's hero as a child. Maybe. We'll figure, we'll find more about that later in the game. And I don't want to... I know the game, I did tell you that Aerith died, but there's a lot of subtlety in this game that I would like you to experience for yourself if you haven't played it. So please go and do that. But so Sephiroth, it's his direct relationship to Cloud that makes this character so memorable so, and, and makes these vile acts like the murder of uh, Aerith. Because he is such a part of Cloud's personal life and Aerith was such a part of uh, Cloud's personal life and he killed Aerith for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons he did it, as he explains right after he did it, was to get to Cloud. He's a brilliant, brilliant villain. He's one of the best villains in video game history, much less JRPG history. And a true, true stroke of Tetsuya Nomura genius. Absolutely. Um, And and visually, personality, story, he is 100% Tetsuya Nomura in more ways than almost any other character in this game. Guys, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, I strongly suggest you play it. It is a showcase of Tetsuya Nomura's genius, and it was the time that his superiors had given him the most power over a Final Fantasy game. Their flagship series, their first game to come out for the PlayStation, the game that they risked turning their backs on Nintendo for. They, they, had, they had a lot riding on the success of this game. And they did a little bit, and though Tetsu Nomura had proven himself, they did take a gamble putting him in such a high position in this game. And the fact that it paid off so well explains so much of his influence on these later games that we're going to talk about for the rest of this week and all through next week. So guys, if you want to talk a bit more about uh, how amazing Tetsu Nomura was with his work in Final Fantasy VII, I would love to talk to you more. Leave some comments on the YouTube, click that Discord invite link, join us on Discord, hit me up in the PlayStation uh, channel. We'll talk about Final Fantasy. Flood it. Make it so bad that we have to make a Final Fantasy channel. Um, We'll talk to our guys and have that done. Guys, the Patreon's still live. We're pumping out exclusive content for that. You're going to love it. The, uh, The links to our merch, the shirt, the book, all that could be yours just follow those links and guys uh lastly before i go please check out our friends on the rally network that uh none of us are stepping on each other's toes we're all covering different subjects please don't be afraid to give them a listen give them a like and uh because that's doing a favor for us even too so guys uh tomorrow we'll be talking about uh tetsu namura taking even more control in a game i don't say control but taking even more responsibilities that sounds a lot better yeah in a game we're gonna be talking about final fantasy 8 